You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear, then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Welcome Wealth Builders to podcast number 64. When investing in any market, it is important to be disciplined. Know when to jump in and when to get out. If you've heard it once, you've heard it a million times. Buy low and sell high. But what is low and what is high? And how do you know when the low is the lowest and the high is the highest? This can be very confusing, frustrating, and downright scary, especially in the types of markets we have had lately. The wild up and down swings in the market throughout the day can make you dizzy. In our last podcast, we talked about being true to yourself and running your own race. And I'm reminded of my college days running track. My event specialties were the 400 meter intermediate hurdles, the 400 meter dash, and the mile relay. Now, all of these races require that I run the entire length of the oval track as fast as I possibly could. But 400 meters is a long way when you're trying to run very fast. It was wise to have a strategy going into the race. Should I go out as fast as possible and try to hold the lead at the end? Or... Should I try to increase my pace with each 100 meters and rely on my strong kick at the end? Yes, the 400 meters is a somewhat technical race, but in the end, the victory goes to the person that decelerates the least. Sticking to the race strategy they have been training for and practicing for weeks, months, and years before the race even began. Michael Johnson's sprinting skills went far beyond the conventional running concepts. Throughout his 11-year career, he established complete dominance over the long sprint, winning all but two of his 400-meter races. Much of this unprecedented consistency was due to his optimal energy use and well-thought race strategy. Since acceleration is the most energy-consuming part of a one-lap race, Johnson doesn't try to win the start. Instead, he wants to get a good reaction time and reach the race pace with minimal effort. It's much easier, as you know, maintain the pace than it is to accelerate. He accelerates out of the blocks in a very smooth and uniform way, passing the first 50 meter mark in a conservative 6.14 seconds. This is the area where he sets the pace for the entire race. Quarter milers usually reach their top speed in the second 50 meters. 
which Johnson covers in 4.96 seconds. Once he passes the 100-meter mark, the race pace is set, and it is all about running smooth and relaxed for the next 100 meters to hit the halfway point somewhere around 21 seconds. He paces himself through 150 meters in 16.1 seconds, matching his projected velocity of 5 seconds for the third 50 meters. By the 200 meters, the professional sprinters usually get the first feeling of gradually growing fatigue, which promises very hard work to maintain the given pace. By running the first half of the race under control, Michael Johnson avoids this early tiredness. He still keeps a pretty even pace, splitting the fourth 50 meters in 5.12 seconds. Run a very controlled first 200 meters, is that the plan? That's always the plan. I always try to run as controlled as possible for the first 200 meters and I'll keep me strong for the last 200. Going through the bend, it looks like he starts to run faster. In reality, he's just trying a little harder to maintain his planned pace while his rivals begin to struggle. The curve slows Johnson down a bit, but the race pace is still very steady, as he covers the fifth 50 meters in 5.2 seconds. His objective at this point is to establish the lead coming onto the home stretch. He covers the 6th 50 meters in 5.24 seconds. At this stage, the runners that push the first part of the race really hard are praying to survive the final straight. By contrast, Johnson has conserved enough energy for a very strong finish. Even though his 7th 50-meter split of 5.52 seconds reveals significant deceleration, he storms away from his fading competitors. His objective now is to make sure his arms and legs go up and down while his head is straight up and not moving to the sides. The last 50-meter stretch is the slowest part of the race, as if it is a long-established rule, but not for Michael Johnson. Having full control of his body, he charges through the finish line in six seconds, producing one of the highest quality races in track and field history. Yep, the same discipline should be applied to investing. Take out the emotion and try not to react to the actions of others. Stick to your strategy and know your numbers. Accept that there will be some pain at times, but stick to the fundamentals and trust your preparation. Warren Buffett once said, Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful, unquote. Listen, just make sure you understand what and why you are buying. Set your entry and exit numbers and remember that it does not have to be all or nothing. You can sell your gains and let your principal continue to work in the investment, or you can put in a strategy to sell a percentage, perhaps 50%, when the stock reaches a target price and let the rest continue to work. There are several options. However, the key thing is to be committed to your plan, to have conviction. Peter Lynch, arguably the greatest mutual fund manager and growth investor ever, coined the term 10-bagger in his 1989 investing classic, One Up on Wall Street. If you've never read it, you should pick up a copy. The term 10-bagger refers simply to any stock that will run 10 times higher than what you paid for it. 
and Lynch, who amassed annualized returns of 29.2% between the years 1977 and 1990, while heading Fidelity's Magellan Fund, had his share of 10 baggers. Such amazing returns require patience, time, and a high tolerance for risk. But even in this market, there are sure to be many stocks that jump at least 900% over the span of the next decade. Finding them takes research and a good understanding of your risk tolerance and level of investment knowledge. The following are five factors you should consider when making these decisions. One, how established is the company or investment fund? Two, how long has the current management been in place? Three, what have been the annualized returns over the last 10 years? Four, what is the beta or risk or volatility in the investment? Anything over one is considered volatile. Be careful not to take on more risk than you can handle. And finally, five, when do you need the money? These questions should be part of your vetting process when considering the purchase of any investment. But of course, few things will replace discipline when it comes to making good financial decisions. Being disciplined when it comes to sticking with investments that you understand or are willing to research to improve your understanding. Being disciplined when it comes to establishing parameters around the investment decisions like entry and exit price, reinvestment of dividends, and the amount of investable money you want to commit to the investment. Being disciplined enough not to be greedy or scared. The most valuable of all education is the ability to make yourself do the thing that you have to do when it has to be done, whether you like it or not. Adolf Huxley, 1894-1963, English writer. I think that sums it up. But until next time, keep building wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. I know you can. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to save. Your bank account will be filling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to save. Rule number one: If it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.